This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. If last night's indication was we're in for a fun <laughs> next eight weeks, I can't wait for tonight. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Frank the Tank, Derek Brandeo, and Sammy McKee. We're going to get you guys ready for the big tilt tonight between the Toronto Maple Leafs, Tampa Bay Lightning. Also on board tonight, Battle of New York Mm -hmm. or New Jersey. Yes. Between the Rangers and the Devils, Sportsnet 360. Winnipeg, another Canadian team in action tonight. We'll go against Vegas on Sportsnet West. And then Seattle makes history as the Kraken our first-timers to the dance. Yes. And they'll see action against the defending Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. In the meantime, JB, you write for the sportsnet.ca. I do. If I asked you to write an article before puck drop Mm -hmm. to give me five good reasons why the Leafs will advance against Tampa, yeah, and five good reasons why they won't, Yeah, I bet you you can come up with 10 compelling reasons. I 100% agree. <laughs> oh, I, I know. Which he, really has everyone not sure what to expect tonight, correct? It's a Rorschach test. You can, you can see what you want to see in the same stats and the same history and the same players. Whatever it is you already believe, I ain't changing your mind at this point. I don't know, Kipper. This is, you know, even as prepared as you can be for something, the moment it arrives, time for it to happen, there's some nerves. I feel a little bit nervous. Our show, we're in year two here. It's, it's game one of playoffs. I, I imagine the players are like, all right, three o'clock on game day. What would you be doing right now if you were a player? Trying to sleep. You still sleep? For at least another hour. Wow. Yeah, I could take it Til to four. four uh, 7.30 puck drop, too. That's right, yeah. So I could take it to four by 4.15 Maybe a coffee and a bagel. Yeah. Little, some peanut butter. And I, then yeah, I, I never understood people like that. Because there, there's lots of them asleep head, head until late as they can. I'd be at the rink uh, well before 5 o'clock. I'd be in there about uh, 20, 20 to, to 5. For a se- not for 7.30. Oh, yeah, 7.30. Yeah, almost yeah. three hours prior. Almost three hours. Yeah. I, like, I love that you're right. You're unconscious and then you're at the rink. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> let's go. And just like, I got the... The high pace going, too. And that's better than me, though, because I'm not a great day sleeper, so I'm trying to figure out what to do with time and stress. And that's a much better plan. Were, were you a napper? I, I mean, I would... Or did you try? Yes. Every day I would turn out the lights and I'd be in bed and I would do my best, but I just... I'm not one of those people who's good at it. I was jealous of people who, who could nap. Yeah. Some guys, like, four-hour nap or something. Like, oh, no, Man, no, no. like, that's so, another so, night. No, no. Some I'd be like, why are you bringing so much uh, plastic tape with you? And then you get to the the hotel room, and they start taping yeah. the drapes to the wall. Yeah. So there's no not, cracks, no <laughs> light at all. Like complete. Those guys dungeon. got a room together. They got a room together because it's not like, cool if you're you the opposite. <laughs> I go, stop it. Yeah, that's uh, not the way to do it. Yeah, and I don't think the hotel really likes seeing you know. Uh, not like they're staying at a the motel. The Ritz has a. Uh, the know, Ritz is really upset that the wallpaper is on, on uh, <laughs> a roll of plastic tape right now. <laughs> Sammy, 
Yes. You feel a little better today than you did yesterday? Health-wise, I feel better today. No, mentally. Nerve-wise, boys, I am a wreck. I, I wasn't feeling it until I got in front of this microphone and was sitting with you guys. I am really, really nervous for tonight. <laughs> I love it. That's I, great. Listen, I've been a diehard fan my whole life, and I decided to tie my entire livelihood to a team. Uh, that I love. So now not only do I have the emotional investment of wanting the Toronto Maple Leafs to win and go far because I love them, I also have the, um, in, you know, the actual investment of <laughs> the my business money. business investment. Yeah. Where, like, the further they go, it's better for us, and everything goes up, and everything's great. So I really am dying for them to go on a run here, boys. I know. You, I feel you, pal. Safe to say you've never been emotionally, spiritually, physically more invested in this team than... Today. No, no, it's diff. It's where, a, it's a different where, relationship. How far would you go back then? Where where is it the most for you? Like the like when I was a kid. It's okay, di- it's different when you're a kid. The nineties, early two thousands, like early the 2000s. early two thousands. say at the end of last year, you probably were with a collective, a large group of people who said, "I'm not paying attention till next year's playoffs." Well, wake up, everyone! It's here. That's it. We we spent all this time all year talking about. Basically playoffs. meaningless games where we always knew that they were going to make the playoffs outside of that trip to California. <laughs> Things got a little, a little greasy bit. to start the year. We we're like, oh, do they suck? Do yeah. the Leafs suck? I remember having those conversations. But now we've arrived at game one, Tampa Bay, Cooper's condescending people already. <laughs> you know, the I saw Leaf flags on cars. I walking into the work. I saw a couple Leafs jerseys. People are juiced up. The city's feeling good. It's go Leafs go season. And I'm fired up. I can't wait. Oh, I'm. On the second floor, I saw a couple employees here with Leaf jerseys on. I put on, I, that's probably one of those with my good friend, Gibbo. the president of the company? I'd be lying to everybody if I said I didn't put on my good Leaf chapeau today. Yeah. Got the corduroy one on. I'm ready to rock, boys. So yesterday we had a conversation on what uh, a convincing win or loss would do for the psyche. Uh, interesting enough, 24 hours later, Sheldon Keefe revisits Game one from their season last year. Yeah. So let's go to Sheldon Keep for our first Kipper's Clipper of these Stanley Cup playoffs on his thoughts on last year's game one. It was a funny game, if I remember it. Obviously, we, we had a huge penalty kill to get through early in the game. That gave us some life and momentum uh, through that. We found our way through it, fortunately. And, you know, it was, other than that, it was a bit of a snoozer of our first period for the most part we found a way to get one in and then the second period came alive but you know we don't uh i'm not looking at too much there in terms of what it what it means right now um you know if anything it's just a a sign of just how long the series is you know and the ups and downs that come with uh, playing in a series but in terms of here for tonight's game we're just you know we're, we're obviously do a lot of preparations and you know what's at stake with the playoffs all these kind of things but Generally, you try to just make it seem as much like a, a regular game day as uh, as any other. Does that make you feel better? That, you know, win or lose tonight doesn't really... Well, I think it's an important lesson for everyone, including myself, including us, when we come in tomorrow and we talk about whatever happens tonight at Scotiabank Arena, that one game does not make a series. And we talked about it yesterday, how game one is massive, and I still think it is. But it's a good sort of reflection to look back on last year where 
Kyle Clifford takes one of the worst penalties you could ever take in the first period of a playoff game where just absolutely bury somebody from behind. Five-minute major. And then they go on and they roll. They win 5 nothing. They beat the crap out of Tampa. And, and I remember us coming in here and being like, oh, boys, they look slow, la-da-da-da-da. Saying it was, not saying it was over, of course, but I, I think it's a good lesson in what he said there to just not take too much out of tonight. I can't remember what I had for breakfast today, let alone a 5 nothing win. Do you, do I was you, like, did we still work remember? together a year ago? Do you remember? What we said? Yeah, just the, the feeling I, after I, game one. I think one. Sammy nailed it with, like, I think we had questions, like, had Tampa, do they look tired? Are they at the end of the road? This is part of the conversation that's been had about them more recently, too. You know, I, I do feel like more this year than last that they have had more struggles. They have had less success and more reasons to doubt themselves. You know, would another early victory like that, would it be more effective at sort of quelling? They came out the next game and scored seven times. You know, they're not going to go away, but does some early success make Tampa doubt themselves where last year they wouldn't have had any reason to doubt themselves? Just to tee up the rest of the show, in about 40 minutes, we're going to have Craig Simpson, former NHLer, Hockey Night in Canada analyst, uh, does a terrific job. He's getting ready for the game tonight as well. We're going to squeeze uh, a few minutes out of his busy schedule to awesome. uh, to tee up the game and uh, what he expects. In the second hour, Leaf legend Wendell Clark. I can't think of a better guy to tee up the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the Toronto Maple Leafs than Wendell. Leaf show. Wendell Clark is your guest, folks. Hope we did okay. Eric uh, uh, Erlinson. Eric Ur- Erlinson. Yes, sir. That's a tongue twister for me. Tra- uh, Tampa Bay Lightning writer over 22 years. He's going to give us uh, his side of the story. And... Uh, what do we expect out of them? Because we have no clue. No, I can't wait to get into Kippers or Clippers on John Cooper today. Cooper's Kippers Clippers. <laughs> Kippers Cooper Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's going to be a lot of those this week. You know that one. Oh, hey, yeah. Sammy. Oh, yeah. Get your lawyer but talk. We're, we're not going to Coop just yet. We're going to stick with uh, Sheldon. Sheldon's been there for us all season long. And uh, we're going to get in a little bit clips. of where his team goes now with uh, a little bit of an emotional element and, and the ability to, uh, to maybe let's say it, stay out of the box. Don't give Tampa Bay any opportunities. Uh, let's get Sheldon's feeling on staying out of the box. No. Uh, okay. I, you didn't clip it. Yeah, we've, I we mean, we, we've talked about it. You know, we've, we've been talking about it for a few weeks now, not really even long before playing Tampa last week. You know, we, we want to make sure we're, we're staying out of the box as much as we can and being smart with that. We want to be hard and competitive and want to stand our ground and all these kind of things, but we've got to be very smart with it. Um, you know, there's, there were a lot of penalties called last season, and, you know, I didn't get a chance to see too many of the games yesterday, but, you know, in some certainly there was there was some some calls being made after whistles and stuff that you know they they don't want to let things uh, get out of hand that way. So, you know, it's, we just got to play smart hockey, and you know that's really it, and, and just keep our focus on the things that matter uh, during play. That's going to be something to watch tonight. Oh, it's I think it's everything to watch, and I, if we go back to last week and. A lot of praise for the Toronto Maple Leafs going into Tampa, playing as hard as they did yeah. and standing up to them and having a guy like 
Luke Shen battle Patrick Maroon. Yep. But eight penalties, eight power play opportunities here. Is that, is that something to worry about? I would say that is a big concern, but that is the game to do it, right? It's not the playoffs. You're going to stand up and you want to get involved in the muckety-muck. That's your time to, to get in there and do it. Now I think you've sort of made the statement, we're okay doing that. We showed we can hang with you guys. You know, can yeah, you buckle down and play I, hockey now? I don't know. To me, that's the one worry I would have for the Leafs, that between the time that they went with this plan B philosophy of being tougher and in your face and we're going to play a different style, mm-hmm. there there is an adjustment period. And that includes being able to kind of toe that line of being being in your face, standing up to a guy, looking a guy eye to eye, like even scrums. I know people can look at scrums and just think they're scrums or nothing. They're calculated. Mm-hmm. You got to be smart in scrums. You got to know how to push buttons in scrum and not be the one that gets pulled out for a penalty. It's still new to me. For me, watching the Leafs and and watching how they've evolved mm-hmm. to get to this point, they went from a team over the last few years, and let's just say it, soft. That was the one thing from opponents talking about them to their own coach talking about them, soft. Just thought we played soft. <laughs> and now well done, Derek. you went to a trade deadline and you brought in three or four guys that are, are changing that. Yeah. Did it change for all 20 or is it still just four guys and and the other one's still learning. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was a coincidence that you went in last week and, and played a style that you, you think you might want to play, but you just, you, you don't know, you're, you're not sure how to do it just yet. And I don't think it was a coincidence that you followed it up with giving Tampa Bay eight power play opportunities. Is your worry that that would happen again? I just, I just think that, uh, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that there hasn't been enough repetition of yeah. of playing this new style of of grit and finishing checks or, or initiating not retaliating was there enough time between the trade deadline to go into this new look for the Leafs with great physical power comes great responsibility I suppose you know one of the things that I find really interesting or I'm full of crap no. Hey, listen, it's a, it, it's a take. It's a take. And, I, you know, there I, there may be something to it. One thing I think that is interesting, I sent you and Sam this from an article in the Athletic Cam Sharon wrote about penalties and when they get called. So in the playoffs, more penalties get called than in the regular season by like a hair. It's almost identical, the amount of, of pe- penalties that get called. But they all get called like so heavily in the first three or four games of a series. The refs come out and they want to set the tone just like the players. They, you know, the guys want to come out and set the tone to each other. The refs are more likely to be on it. A ton of penalties get called in the first few games. And so I am concerned that, you know, knowing how to walk that line is even harder in the first few games when the refs are on high alert. And the refs are trying to set the standard for the series and, you know, for both teams. So it is going to be, you know, this Tampa Bay Lightning team was third in the NHL in uh, power play percentage. And we know they have the veteran guys. You saw them put away the Leafs with it in game six. They come back. Kucherov scores the goal. 
it's going to be crucial to play five on five hockey because I believe, and as many people do, they play five on five, they're fine. I don't think they want to get into a special teams affair. Yeah, the other thing too, well, tells, you know, we we have Keith on this by the well, way. I'm walking the line. Something tells me that it's going to be hard to keep the bolts to zero for eight again ever, ever. And, and the, the next time you ever play them, like yeah. I, that was an anomaly. The fact that they went eight chances without getting a goal. I I think the special teams battle, and I mean we talk about this every year in the playoffs, but it's the number one thing: goaltending and special teams. And special teams, to me, the Leafs got to be good on the power play, and they got to be dynamite on the penalty kill. Let's listen to Sheldon talk about trying to walk the emotional line. I just think our guys have been very businesslike. You know, like I said, I don't, I don't think we're getting too worked up or focusing too much on changing anything. I think the guys are are just have a, a quiet confidence about them. They were just going through their. Their routines, um, it was, you know, we had great attention, great focus through our meetings uh, the last few days in preparation for this. But I think, you know, like always, when you get you get through their prep, you know, you get to a point where you just want to drop the puck and play hockey, and that's where we're at. So one guy I'm really interested in watching now because there there has been this, this question mark on where Michael Bunting is right now with his style of play and – for the majority of his Leaf career or his NHL career since coming over from, from Arizona, he had been this kind of tenacious, dog on a bone, chirping, in and out kind of guy, still managing to find a way to score 25 goals. And what, math, what Michael Bunting are we going to see as early as game one? Is it going to be this turn the other cheek and not get involved? not yapping at the opponents or just not yapping at the rep. Like, where is his fine line? What do you expect out of Michael Bunting tonight as he runs shotgun with Austin Matthews and, and Marner? I hope nothing changes for him. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't want to see him come out and try to be some unemotional guy. You know, like, that's not going to work for him. Yeah. He's not effective like I that. agree. And so I don't, also don't want him to come out and try to be like the agitator and Corey Perry. I, I just, he's been really good for them. And I think, you know, there's been a lot of noise around this sort of not getting the calls because there were a few distinct moments where, you know, he got called for embellishing or, you know, didn't get a call against him. But to be the guy that helps Marner and Matthews, he has to be the guy that's in the blue paint and falls on the goalie and gets the puck out of the corner. And, you know, he's a he's a good, smart hockey player. I, I'm a Michael Bunting fan. I just, you can't try to be something you're not. You know, so I I hope they don't try to rein him in too much. The other thing... The other thing is the effect that scrums would even have on an Austin Matthews. He doesn't like scrums. He doesn't, right? He doesn't participate in them. Uh, Maybe he doesn't participate in them. And if we've seen, you know, history has shown us this time of year, whether it was uh, Ben Sherratt um, or or anyone else, that that conference, he wants to play. Yeah. Right? It's almost as if, there's a rhythm to him. He just wants to go. And yeah, Tampa's greatly incentivized to stop that rhythm. I, it's like in 21 exactly. where you don't throw it back to the yeah. guy at the line who's hitting shots. You throw it off the, the free throw exactly. line. Exactly. Maybe that, that has... Spin pass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that has a lot to do with Michael Bunting too as well. Um, not necessarily pulling him into that. Yeah. You know, they've had a lot of success together in the past. I, I hope if Bunting wants to do that, yeah. he does it. You're right, though. It is 
you It'll know, be interesting. It's something to keep an eye on how much he wants to be a part of that stuff. I like that what they're going with tonight is saying we believe, we still believe that our best players are our best players. Matthews and Marner are paired. If they're not going to win without those two guys doing great things. You watched the Oilers last night. I know they lost last night. But watching Leon Dreisaitl play hockey last night is like a reminder of how important it is that your superstars be stars. He was unbelievable. Yeah. I know they lost. But yeah. they and need some of those showings. Connor was okay. Yeah. I You know, I, I watched the first half of the game. I have children get up early, and I woke up and watched the, the highlights of the rest. I thought he was good in the first part. Yeah, but it just well, he had that dynamic rush again. Yeah, right. Well, he where you had LA and Mikey Anderson chasing him. Shot and it mostly through Corpusello. Almost, almost had another wow moment. Yeah, drew two penalties in eighteen seconds. But yeah, and then they get the goal. Uh, outside off that. of that, though, he he was okay. He wasn't yeah, great. Okay. And yeah, he gets blanked at a game. He's not going to be happy. And he gets two he, points a game. And we we know he has to be great. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oilers can't win without him being great. Okay. They, it's Philip Dano, fella. Through, uh, a bit of, I know we got more clips, but I want to go through an exercise with you guys um, oh. as we, what, half an hour away from Craig Simpson. Yeah, we and we're going to go man for man. Okay. I want you to pick a name when it comes to the advantage. You have a choice of picking a lightning a leaf, we're calling it a wash. Okay. okay. I'm curious to see how this has been constructed. All right. <laughs> there's no way there's a narrative being built here. <laughs> yeah, <it's kind> of- <laughs> point, point versus Matthews. Matthews. 34. All right. Two for 34. How about you? Are you doing it too? Uh, I, I take point. All right. Uh, just based on... Been there, done that. Shocking development there. I don't raised, take, I don't, yeah, okay. Raised, uh, raised it before, right? Been there. Do you want to con Smythe? Maybe. I forget. Kucherov versus Marner. <laughs> oh, God, what are we doing here? What? Um, <laughs> well, listen, Kucher, got the edge? Uh, Kucherov. Okay. Kuch. <sighs> I'm not sure. Wash. Wash. <laughs> Wash is an option? Yes. Wash. Okay. Does Kooch right. have a consmythe? Who no. won their consmythes? No. Hedman and Vasilevsky. And some goalie. Yeah. Right. Tavares versus Stamkos. Stamkos. <laughs> it's okay. Stamkos. Put the put the pom poms Stam- away. No, and tell me who'd you rather have? Who, who's sure. better? Who's got the edge? Yeah, Stamkos. Okay. Nylander versus Hagel. Nylander, yeah. Okay, I got Nylander too. Just better break uh, game breaker, but it's you know, no. Hagel's pretty good. I think he finished with what thirty two goals, thirty three. Okay. Riley versus Hedman. Wow, (laughs) I'd be pretty dumb if I said anything other than okay. That's all. Yeah. All right. Um, T.J. Brody versus Sergachev. TJ Brody. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know. what. It, <laughs> we've gone away from forwards versus forwards now, and now we're okay. Uh, depth D. Pass those guys. Okay. Leafs. I'll yeah, take the Leafs. Yeah, I'll take the Leafs. Okay, I'll take the Leafs. Sammy, you Leafs? All day. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. Vassy versus Sammy? Vassy. Okay. Yeah. Watch. Keith versus Cooper? Ah, yeah, it's got to be Cooper. Right? He's won cops. He's... 
He's won literally everywhere. Bottom six. Leafs. Leafs. Uh, I got a wash. Why, you stinky? Pretty close. <laughs> it's going to be tight. It's going to be pretty <laughs> darn close. No, I, like, I, I think yeah. that's actually, like, as yeah. much as I thought you were forming a narrative there, Kipper. What narrative? A, I don't know. That the Leafs suck and the Lightning are going to win. I don't know what the hell no. you're doing there. No, it's good. I'm you did just, a good job. It's true. I'm just breaking down, like, man for man. Yeah. Like, how pretty, how close she this is. is toit. Right? It is, yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. It, you know, the... Like, when you... We, we, Marner's one of the best wingers in the game. Yeah, he's been But he's voted. up against one of the best wingers in the game. The guy... Kudrow won a heart trophy. as the best player in the league. And Point and Matthews are close. Like, very close. You guys know I love Point. I, you know, if this is a lightning show, mm, <laughs> you know, it's close for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the point of the exercise. It's a good, ac- it's a good exercise. I'm here give for you... It. Man for man, how close the matchup yeah, could point be Yeah, point had 50 this year. 51 50, or 52. Yeah. And, and Cooper this morning, I didn't put the clip in, but he was bragging about how none of them were into an empty net, except for the 51st. It's like, what, you can't put him on the ice at the end of the game Exactly. Or what? It's like, oh, is he brutal defensively? Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, you want one more on Sheldon Keefe or are we to go to Coop? Let's go to Coop. All right, let's go to Coop on, uh, we heard from Sheldon Keefe on game one. Let's go to uh, Coop on on what he expects game one or how much stock he puts into it. Game one is game one. It's it's an unknown, um, you think you know what's going on until you get in the trenches and then all of a sudden you lose 5 nothing, and you're like, oh my God, what just happened? So it's... uh, you're feeling going into every playoff series. You're on a high. You're feeling good about yourself, your game, and everything. And then you, you just don't exactly know what's going to happen. Um, so, do I feel like we're confident and do we have good vibes and all that? Everything going on. There's no question. Um, but I have no idea what's going to happen tonight. God, he's another one. He sounds like us, for God's sakes. Doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's good. Another one, Ryan O'Reilly versus Sorelli. Yeah, that's a good battle. So Sorelli's the guy there. Sorelli is just prime. You know, prime Ryan O'Reilly. I'm taking Ryan O'Reilly. I think. I don't know. I listen. I'm going playoff O'Reilly. That the flip is going to. The switch is going to flip. But I'm going to go with O'Reilly in that one. What was it? Uh, four years ago, St. Louis won. Yeah, and he I mean, did win the Consmite. He he was the reason why I picked him. Yeah. As soon as I found out Buffalo traded for him, I said that guy's the differential. Yeah. And. Could be the same guy. He's been rested here. He's been here long enough and in different roles. I'm I'm excited to have him add another element. Okay, let's go straight to John Cooper on his thoughts on Ryan O'Reilly. Well, um, I think anytime you bring in a player of his stature, and I'm not sitting here saying, you know, let's let's take away that on ice product. Let's talk about what else he brings to the table and and. You know, I had him in 2017 at the Worlds, and I couldn't be a bigger fan of of that kid. And he uh, now you chalk up 2019 and the you know part he played in St. Louis winning the Stanley Cup. Um, I, I don't know. I can't do anything but help their locker room. And the you know the fact that he can you know what he's been in the league for a while, but he can still play. And he what he just brings in big moments of the game, what he can do in the face-off circle. I, I think he makes guys around him better. It's a, 
was a great ad for them, no question. And Kipper, while we were piling on Ryan O'Reilly, do you want to hear what Pat Maroon sure. had to say? Pat Maroon and Ryan O'Reilly are best buds. They're in a commercial together. They want a cup together. Here's Maroon on O'Reilly. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Uh, like I said, I talked to him after the game, uh, the last game that we played them. I said, you know, I just wish the best for him, you know, no matter what. We won together. He's honestly my best friend. So it's, um, I'm just so happy for him. He gets an opportunity you know, to play for the Stanley Cup again. So it's going to be fun. Uh, obviously, it's going to be sad for whoever loses, but I think you just don't look at that. You just look at the guy he is and what, what he brings to the team and what a leader he is. And, you know, I'm just happy he gets an opportunity to play in his home city and get an opportunity to play in front of his family and friends. So it's always neat. I got the opportunity to do it that myself. So uh, he gets that he gets that chance too. So. <coughs> a lot of Ryan O'Reilly love, boys. Okay, let's get to one more, and then we'll just have a little bit of a recap on on Tampa Bay here. Uh, And I want to hear about Cooper and the struggles in the back half of the season and uh, how that might play a part in what we see in the next 10 days. One of the toughest stretches I've had in recent memory was probably like after the trade deadline. And as you said, like as a coach, you look at the standings and you're like, yeah, we are in a pretty good spot and it looks like we're going to be playing the Leafs now at the time you're trying to force that out of your head but reality is that's that's what you're staring and I'm pretty sure the players look the same thing we're actually playing pretty well and then we went through that all-star break and we just we had some phenomenal stretches after the all-star game and some dreadful ones and do I chalk some of that up to let's just wait till we get to the playoffs um no question. And I, I think that we were playing as extremely well till the night we clinched. And then after that, it, it kind of, you know, our game slipped a little. And then we, you know, there were times we got it back. But for me, as a human nature, there's no question. No question. They're all playing up this we didn't care at all narrative. Yeah. Really? I don't get that sense. What? I, uh, no, I what don't. you just I, listen to? I, I, I get the sense that there might be a, a tad. I, first of all, I don't get that vibe from him. Maybe he's really good actor. Him saying like the human nature part to me where it's like natural to have a letdown yes. when you know, you know and, there's and, nothing to play and, for. And listen, that letdown could continue in, in, in game in the series. Like, so. I do question at times watching them in the back half and and just some of the bad losses and giving up five, six goals and Vasilevsky. Like, is it, is it legit to ask, like, how hungry are these guys? You know, they do have that to fall back on where they can say, we've won two cups. We've been there a bunch of times. They just, the salary cap stripped us of all the surrounding parts and we, you know, hung on as long as we could. Honest to God, that's that's the kind of a sense that I'm getting out of Cooper. I'm telling you, and there was none. <laughs> I just I don't know if he's a really good actor. He's he's funny, like the way he kind of I don't want to say he's playing dumb, but the way he's just like, yeah, we're just gonna give we're, it our best. Yeah, I don't know. We're not putting much thought into it. And it's like this, surely they're grinding behind the scenes, like gr- you know, pouring over video, Listen, pushing the were, guys. They were grinding, and they were still losing. Don't tell me they weren't grinding. He benched his stars. He embarrassed them. 
wouldn't let them go out for some third periods. Like, that's yeah. grinding. Yeah. They did. <laughs> I mean. That's like, I'm out of ideas. I got to now embarrass the guys that have won me two cups. So I do feel like if it were to go bad for Tampa early, could Kucherov start being a sulky baby? Like, could those things come about? And why I think the start's important. If you want to give this team life and belief in themselves and remember, you know, who they are, who they've been, it's scary. It really feels to me, out of anything I've heard from Cooper leading up to this already, that he's pre-softening the blow. Oh, boys. I don't listen. I, I'm not. I think which he's, blow, saw, he's softening which blow, Toronto. That they're going to come in and beat Toronto, or the one no, that says no. we're finally relinquishing if, our status. If they end up losing, which I'm is not what I'm saying here, but I'm just saying that like he actually maybe thinks they're going to lose for the first time. That's like that, what I'm getting at. That he okay. That he thinks that they actually may lose for the first time here. Like he thought for sure. There, they there had is released. vulnerability in his tone and in his in his words, and maybe. You know, the thought that uh, Palat and McDonough aren't there anymore. And those guys were proven playoff performers. Like, they, that's a huge hole. Yeah. With with guys that are younger, but are they as savvy? Can they come up with big plays when it matters most? Like, these guys have in their uh, run as a, as a lightning. Let's, let's get Coop's thoughts on, on what it's meant losing those two guys. When you say those two names, like, you know, you kind of get sad up here because they, they meant uh, that much to myself personally and our organization. But then you can go down the road and say, Barkley, Goudreau, Blake Coleman, Yanni, Gar- Yanni Gord, um, David Savard. Like, I can go down a list of guys that had that impact with us um, in the playoffs. Now... You know, Pally was with me for his entire career, and and Mac had been with with us for a long time. So, little different animals, but guys that in the end they both they all had big time impacts on our playoffs and and us winning. So, um, you know, but in come new guys, in come Hagel and Paul, and you know this year it's Cole, and you just go down the list of you know you, you got some new guys and and. Uh, they just got to fit into what we're doing. But can I sit here and say those guys aren't missed? No. They, they'll always be missed. They'll be missed once I'm retired. I'll still miss those guys. It's so melancholy. They're, they're guys, they're, they're not as deep. We yeah. know that. Yeah, now. Tanner Janot, even if he plays, is not Yanni Gord. Yeah, someone's telling me he might even play tonight. Janot? Well, I don't know if it's just rumblings or... You know what I mean? That'd be interesting. Would, would you be very Tampa Bay? I think there's a chance that we may see him. There's all of a sudden there. I bet you he warms up even if he doesn't play. He may warm up because you know the fact that he skated with the team. He can skate. Yeah. It would be like Tampa to throw the Leafs off their scent a little bit, but have them take line rushes in someone's spot. And Cole's a good depth guy, but he is not. And I know he won cups in Pittsburgh, yeah. but he's not Ryan McDonough. No, and he's also you know. 34 years old and, you know, not a big physical specimen by any means. So, yeah, that's a, you know, I see all this and I hear all this and it does come down to 
how much you believe in experience mattering for this team because it looks like a team that could be had. No one wants to believe it. I know that Leafs Nation won't believe they can beat this team until they're beaten. They just need to see it. They just need to see it. It's, it's the optic test. Nothing Not, said yeah. will matter. No amount of words you and I can do here is going to convince anyone. Well, we're not convinced. No, That's we're not. the problem. <laughs> we can't convince anyone else if we're not convinced. That's a really there, good point. There's always that. Little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> right, right, right. little doubt. Do we have Stamkos? Is that what it's it have, actually yeah, Stephen it's, Stamkos? It's him filling up a, for, uh, a familiar narrative, if you would like to hear it. On game one, yeah, let's do it. I think we just rely on some of the great experiences we've had, the last, especially the last three runs. Um, you know, obviously a little difficult for us down the stretch here in, in terms of, you know, getting up for, for some meaningful hockey. And um, we'll look to, obviously, get up for, for the game one tonight. It's, it's, it's the biggest game we've played in, in a long time. So um, we're looking forward to that. We haven't cared about hockey in forever. Of really selling this whole it hasn't mattered to I mean. us thing. Which they must be trying to talk themselves into that because there's no I'm chance. You you can there was none. <laughs> well, I don't know. They've talked themselves into it the last three years. Yeah. Well, I mean, good. Good. Maybe be a little bit of at least truth to what he's saying. Well, Maybe. and, and, and we there's don't definitely know. some. You can't bring playoff-like intensity every game, particularly I mean, when the, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. You know lose. that old saying, you fake it until you make it. Right. But they haven't even been faking it. <laughs> he likes it here too, eh? Cooper? No, Stammer. Oh, he didn't like it here that much. No, I. He, does uh, he not light up the Leafs? Does he? Is, is his numbers not good against the Leafs? Well, Sammy? here's the thing: any guy who was a good player through the mid two thousands has great numbers against the Leafs because they stunk. Yeah, like Sid and all those guys. Like I can look it up here quickly, but I can tell you, he's probably over a point per game. Probably has a a, a really good record against them but yeah like every player who was good during that era really lit them up do we want to do one more clip or do we want to get to I, our i would like i would like to hear him talk about sheldon keith because okay this is the last clip we'll play today but i i, I just love this key from uh, sorry this clip from cooper on keith sheldon i probably got to know or i spoke with him the most was when my brief tenure the handshake the line coach and <laughs> Zing. uh and, and when we were kind of putting the team all together, so I had communications with them. As a matter of fact, right in that hallway right there is where we would meet and talk uh, and talk players. And I thought he was very honest. Uh, he was definitely not, you know, he would, um, I guess that he wasn't holding anything back about if, if his players had weaknesses or anything like that. He was really, I thought he was awesome. Uh, you know, as for his coaching, the, I, I, told him this last year after uh, our series, he shouldn't change anything. Like, they, it was that series went down to the wire. Could have gone, you know, save here, save there, either way. And I think he's done a heck of a job with the team. I think. What do you think, Sammy? Don't change anything. Losing yeah, game seven. Yeah, it is hilarious to be like, yeah, yeah, we beat you last year. You guys do nothing different. <laughs> do exactly what you did. I also thought it was funny in there where he's like, yeah, when I was going to be the Olympic coach, we talked about his players, and he said oh, he was super honest about them all, and told all me their all their flaws. He's like, yeah, so the coach told me all his good players suck. Like, who, was it, who was it what coach should we recently play a clip of where he said, there's no secrets in the NHL anymore? Jared Gallant said it recently. Well, like, there's so he, no secrets. So who were the guys that he would have been talking to him about for the Olympic team? Uh, that's Tavares. 
Mitch Marner. Yeah. Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley. He had Tavares. He had Mitch at the Worlds. So he knows him. Raved. Oh yeah. About him. Yep. So. Oh yeah. Anyways. You guys ready for some playoff picks? But listen. Yeah. The, uh, can't have it both ways. Sheldon comes with his Kippers Clippers all year, and he's very honest. He does speak from his heart. He does. Yeah. And sometimes it gets him in trouble. Thank God. And when he puts his guard up and protects it, it makes for some boring shows. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we've just kicked Sheldon to the curb. Like, we're immediately straight. We're just like, oh, Cooper, Cooper. You know, it's like. His, no, yeah, we're we still with, a Sheldon no. show. We kicked Sheldon to the curb. I made boys. it abundantly clear we're leading today's show with uh, Sheldon. <laughs> yeah. And then we played it. We had way more enjoyment from. Uh, yeah. All right, boys. Ready? Yes. All right. Some house cleaning, Sammy. It's time for playoff picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. And I just wanted to focus on the Leafs and Lightning. Um, who, so do you guys want to do your pick right here and give me what you think the Leafs are going to win in or the Lightning are going to win in? Yeah, I wanted to go Leafs and I, I think to give themselves the best shot at Boston, they got to get out of this thing in five. Five? Yeah. It's I, you know I don't hate you. I'll take I'm taking six just because five seems very short, but I do think that it can't go seven. So no. I'll take Leafs and six. S- seven won't help them against Boston. So I think I'm saying Leafs and five as well, and for the only reason that I don't think they can beat them in six or seven. Like I think the games will get too tight in those ga- moments, and the Leafs demons will come back in. So even six is too much for you. It's well, Tampa series at that point. <sighs> Tampa, I get maybe they could win in Tampa yeah. in Game Six, where they had a good they had a good game last year in Tampa in Game Six. They went into the third leading, and then a couple bad penalties, including Alex Kerfoot high sticking a tree somehow. <laughs> um, so that was so. If you're looking at the Leafs in um, in five, it's four to one. So maybe some value there if you're interested in that. Yeah. And who do you think will be the highest scorer in this series? So someone who's on the power play, someone who gets a lot of touches. You know, you got to gone, gone, right? think of Kucherov on the Tampa side and probably Mitch. Mitch on the Toronto side? Those are the two favorites. Yeah. What's, yeah. Uh, what's point, Marner? Point in the bumper, Yeah, to me, has a chance to lead. Yeah. We have been saying, you know, the superstars got to get him through. Austin uh, looked good in the last stretch. It, what, what are, what's his number? I'm just looking it up right now. I think it was plus. Hold on a second here. But, yeah, I... He's second. The the one that I looked at was um, Nylander, who's been an excellent playoff performer yeah, for them. Yeah. I don't and, know how much he can get on at 15 seconds. Oh yeah, on PP two. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's a huge but that's a huge thing. He's not starting on the on the top unit. Great point. Yeah, not a great bet as long as he stays no. there. But if their power play struggles for I don't know three rotations, he may be back on the top unit. So Austin Matthews is the third favorite in the two lead the series in points. Okay. So there you go. And Braden points uh, behind him at plus 750. If Kipper's point there about potentially having him in the bumper spot and leading the series. I don't know that we all picked the Leafs to win so heavily last year. So we'll see how we did with the team. I definitely did. Uh, Kip might have taken Tampa last year. You did? No, Kip might have. I did take, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I did. What about you, Born? What did you do? Remember. I've taken the Leafs for three straight years. <laughs> oh, could you just take like, Tampa? <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't take him against you, Montreal you, and Columbus? Hey, you have a long way to go to beat John Garrett's 30 straight years of picking Vancouver Canucks to win the Stanley <laughs> Cup. <laughs> well, that's like, um, what's his uh, name? The guy, so Chris Berman. 
picking uh, the the Bills and the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl every single year. Yeah. No it, soup, huh? No, it never worked for him. Oh. Boomer. Anyways, uh, that's been Playoff Picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds, fellas. All right. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Craig Simpson, former NHLer, two-time Stanley Cup champion, calling the game tonight on Hockey Night in Canada, but we get his thoughts first right here on Real Kipper and Bourne. Back after these words. Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right, our next guest will describe everything for you as you watch the pictures of the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Toronto Maple Leafs battle game one. Let's welcome in Craig Simpson, Hockey Night in Canada analyst and uh, one of our top dogs here on Real Kipper and Born. Simmer, are you ready? And um, are you like us? I, who knows what to expect? Yeah, absolutely. And, and hey, before we get started, I got to say a big hello to Justin. <laughs> because I guess last time I uh, I called you Jason, so I, I'm sure it's that's the not movie the first thing. It's happened. not your fault. It's all yeah. The movie's fault. I take no offense at it. Here at the wardrobe <laughs> at uh, Sportsnet, it says Jason Born Born above my suits. So you're, you're not alone, Sim. We're all good. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I think we're all pretty excited to get this thing started. You know, it's it's been a while. It's been a foregone conclusion that it's going to be the Leafs against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I think everybody's excited. I don't know about you, Kipper, but I this time of year, you know, your body just sort of reacts differently. It becomes spring and it feels like playoffs and you get excited. And uh, it's something that's really special to get going. Simmer, as, as far as what we've already seen from last night, and I think Islanders had, what, six opportunities on the power play, if I'm not mistaken, JB? Well, yeah. And then, you know, other games that kind of cut down. Is it just an automatic here, uh, as much as it's been over history, that the games just get called differently and it's up to teams to adjust as early as game one? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you always look at what potentially will happen in a series. Is a, is a refereeing crew coming in with a mindset that this one might get out of hand, so we're going to call it close early and I do think you got to get a feel. You know, you know, tonight a guy like Wes McCauley typically likes to let the game go a little bit and let guys get into it and be physical and maybe not call. But you know, it it might not happen that way. And I, I think that's why it's always really important, especially early on. You get an opportunity on a power play early, especially maybe if it's a questionable call. If you can get that first power play goal, it, it just sets the, the stage for the series. And, you know, if, if Tampa, which I'm expecting, tries to draw it into the ditch a little bit, uh, do a little bit after whistles, you get one of those calls and all of a sudden you score, it forces them to back off a little bit. And, and as you know, you know, special teams are going to play such a role, but you also have to get a feel for how the refs are calling it. And so if it's early on, if it's a parade to the penalty box, I do think it changes the way you have to play the game and you have to be much more careful. You, you can't play on that edge. On the flip side, you know, we have seen some games, guys, where the edge is okay and they've let guys play. And I, and I would be probably closer to say West would let a game like that go. I don't know what Frederick Lequier is going to do on the other 
guy on the ice, but uh, if nothing else, I'd try to push it early and try to be as physical as you can. And until you get a sense of what the standard's going to be, you have to be as aggressive as you can to try to set the stage for the series. Simmer, I don't know if you get nervous anymore doing broadcasts, but as a player, I'm sure there were times when you felt pressure. Surely the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, their season has culminated, you know, built to this moment here. Um, what is your experience with dealing with pressure? How do you remain sort of flexible to the game as it changes? Because really, if you get locked into, okay, we're going to be physical, or it's just tough to predict what happens once that puck drops. You know, was there anything you did or anything that you went through that kind of gave you an education in handling pressure? Yeah, I, I think you, you have to embrace the pressure and embrace the opportunity. You, you, if you've been listening to the catchwords and the phrases of the Leafs, that's what they've been trying to convey in the past with Tampa, the same thing. You, you know the opportunity. And everybody in Leafland has been using the word opportunity as opposed to pressure. And I think that's a, that's a good mindset to go in with. Uh, I, I think the playoff atmosphere, and I heard Austin Matthews say it uh, about nerves going into game one, it's more anxiousness and anxiety a little bit. And I, I always felt that that kind of grows. You know, before you drop the puck for that first game, you've got that built in your pit of your stomach that you you, can, you know it's different. You know the game's going to be different. You know what's at stake. Everybody's back to zero. Nobody's a 50-goal scorer. Nobody is a better team than the other. You're all starting from zero. So I think managing that that anxiety of, of waiting and waiting, and I think the way I always got out of it, uh, I always said either hit or be hit in your first few shifts. You know, that physicality, snaps you in, gets your blood running, and gets your mind off of the overall, you know, scope of what you're trying to accomplish and more on just the task of every shift. And I found that getting a good hit or be even being hit, sometimes getting rocked early on sort of snaps you into the game. And I, I think that's why, especially, you know, the first-round games are the best, quite frankly, of, of the entire playoffs. Everybody's fresh. Everybody's in the starting blocks. Everybody's got so much energy and emotion which wanes on you as you get deeper and deeper in the playoffs so I, I do think that's one way Justin of just sort of calming your nerves making you realize okay it's just back to playing hockey again but you have to play at a higher level and you have to find that next level that you than you did during the regular season we're talking to Craig Simpson who gets to call the game tonight with Chris Cuthbert on Hockey Night in Canada uh, Simmer, we just heard from Sheldon Keefe a little earlier talk about uh, a game one convincing win by the Toronto Maple Leafs last season. I know you called the game. I'm not sure what you remember about it, but uh, maybe uh, your overall thoughts on, on, on the potential of a, of a win or a loss for the Leafs and what it means moving forward and what you remember it as a player. Yeah, I, I think you, you have to have that mindset you know, last year, remember, you get the Kyle Clifford five-minute major. And, you know, I think on the bench, there's, there's an example of how a big kill was a huge momentum swing for Toronto. And it almost settled them into the game like, we're okay, we can play with these guys. And to shut down a power play that early, that is so important to, to start a game, uh, I think settled them into it. But the 5-1 or 5 nothing win is another great reminder of you've got to be in the moment because that game goes away and it doesn't really matter. You know, you lose the next game on home ice and just like that, you've lost home ice advantage. So I, I do think it's a great reminder of how uh, that's part of the anxiousness and anxiety that builds with each and every 
playoff game is because the last one, okay, maybe you can take some confidence out of it, but that one's done. And it's all about the next shift and it's all about the next game and it's all about the next goal. And so um, I thought they played a, a really good game one. Uh, John Cooper had enough experience in his room to know they didn't play very well and they got embarrassed. And if nothing else, that was his early wake up call to his team to get them on track and, and they followed it up. So, you know, I, I don't think you can get too ahead of yourself. Get It's the old, don't get too high, don't get too low. You win game one here for Toronto, and it's okay. You know, check that first one off the box. But now you got to go into the next one desperate and feeling like maybe you even lost the next one because you know how quickly these series can change. You know how, you know, damaging one bad goal or, or a come-from-behind victory from your opponent changes the whole mental uh, landscape of the series so uh, I thought it was a good reminder and tonight will be again you know you go in thinking you got to win this game and you got to play your best hockey but win or lose you've got to park that one and get ready for the next one and I think that has to be the mindset to eliminate any of those doubts you know you often talk as a team and I, I remember as a player let's plant the seed of doubt early and plant the seed in your opponent. Take away their will to win. Let them feel like you're a better team. And that's the thing that good teams are able to impose in the series. And that's really the challenge for Toronto that, you know, quite frankly, they haven't been able to establish. And that'll be their task uh, this year to try to knock them off. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that's going to be so big for them is getting production from their stars and they were pretty good last year, but we know there's another gear that they're going to need out of those guys. How do you feel about the way they've constructed their lineup here in game one, which is, you know, pretty top heavy, all the yep. superstars uh, playing together and comfortable lines and, um, you know, Matthew Nye's watching from the, from the press box. Yeah, I actually like it. I, I heard you guys yesterday about the Nye's factor and how, damaging it might be to the spirit of the team that's got you to 111 point season to have somebody sitting in the press box i think it's appropriate for him to be sitting there for him to get a a view of of just what playoff hockey is like and get a sense of what the game and the pressure and the the speed of it all but you know i i do think it's a i like the fact that they've loaded up the top two lines I, i think more than anything guys if i was sheldon keith i go we got to win this series quickly you know all the mental gymnastics that have gone on with, you know, game six when you can clinch, you don't. And then game seven, God forbid, you don't want to put the guys in that situation again. So my view, if I'm gearing up my top guys, is you got to take control of this series right off the bat. And the best way to do it, because he trusts the bottom six now, and there's an ability to have a good defensive couple of lines, but also a chance for some offense from there, I think you really, you know, take the whip out a little bit to your top horses and get them running early. And and I think it's really trying to establish those top two lines as so hard to handle, get something going offensively. And I do think they have to have the mindset. We got to win this in four or five. Now it might not happen and you got to readjust there, but that has to be the mindset of the team going forward. Uh, Kudos to Willie Nylander for putting together a, a pretty solid year, uh, Top goal scorer, I think Matthews caught him at the very end with 40. Yeah. But, you know, Craig, he's not starting on the first power play unit. And I'm just wondering, you know, how much of a calculated move is this by Sheldon or Kyle, Brendan to a certain extent, and and how much work would have gone into making sure that he's he's managing it or he's okay with it? 
Lord knows me and you, we've played with a few guys that would sulk like crazy over something <laughs> like that and, and yeah. maybe affect the team. But what are your thoughts on Ryan O'Reilly now there and Willie sitting on the bench to start um, coming out of a commercial break? Yeah, it, it's a bold move, but I think it's one that's maybe just you've got to sell it that I need you to be the leader of that second group. And we're going to need the opportunity for that second group to get a big power play goal. So, you know, you can always understand the frustration of the player or the desire for him to always get the number one spot. But you just, yeah, you have to take it with really like, we're not punishing you. We just feel that you can be a driver there and, you know, go show us that you can and go show us that you can take a lead in that unit and maybe be a difference maker. It, it might be the last 30 seconds of a late power play against, you know, a second unit penalty kill that wins you the hockey game. And so like anything, there's, those are the tough decisions coaches have to make all the time tough for the player. But I, I think the mindset has to be, and you've been on a championship team, Kipper, you know that it's all about, it's all about the team goal. And my my view of where I stand in the pecking order is irrelevant at this point. My goal has to be wherever I play. If I play on the top line in the first power play, or if I slide down to the third line in the second power play, I've got to be productive. And that's my job, and that's my role. And, you know, maybe it gives you even a little bit more edge, like I'm going to show you. I'm going to be dominant in that role. And so it's a bit of a calculation, but I think overall – it strengthens what the two units look like collectively as opposed to just having one loaded up. Simra, before we had you on today, we played some clips from John Cooper. We played Steven Stamkos, and both of them said something to the effect of, you know, it was tough to get up for games at a point this year. They knew where they were playing. They knew it was Toronto. They couldn't move up. It couldn't move down. It was just tough to get motivated. In your experience, can teams really flip a switch? Do you have confidence that this Lightning team can be a different team than they've been down the stretch? I, I think so, Justin. I, I, I've lived it as well, both yeah. in 88 uh, in Edmonton, my first year there. Calgary was first. In our division, we were sitting in second. We knew we were going to play Winnipeg. It was a foregone conclusion. And the last probably 15 games of the year were just, like, tough for guys to be at, at the top. You, you knew your focus was starting tonight. And so I, I do think the fact that you've got a team that has the experience, they have the muscle memory, they have the mental memory of what you have to do and how hard you have to compete to win a Stanley cup. And it doesn't necessarily mean that their game will get to that level uh, automatically, but I do think it's hard to ask of those guys in game 72 against Columbus somewhere to have that same intensity, knowing exactly that every single guy is just trying to get to that finish line of the regular season. So we can start in the blocks for what matters the most. And, you know, we've had it a couple of times in Edmonton and able to win both Stanley Cups in that kind of stuck in in a position and not being able to move, so just trying to play it out. And I think Tampa's got enough experience and they've got enough new guys that are hungry that uh, you'll you'll find that they'll be a different team than they were the inconsistent one down the stretch. Simmer, watching last night as uh, 2023 uh, playoffs kicked off, uh, a friendly reminder, man, there's not a lot of room out there, eh? <laughs> Like lanes close up and goals are harder to come by. Uh, 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 do you see this thing not maybe yeah, that, opening that, up this series? Play, well, I, I, I can see you could get into stretches in this series where 
you can get trading chances. Both these guys, both these teams can play a high pace. Like, look at the point line of, you know, the speed that they can have. Sorelli in the middle. And, and I think there will be some track meet times where the game opens up where you miss at one end, you better be ready to get back the other. And both teams are really good transition teams, transition offense teams. So I, I do think that the sense in playoff time is in the offensive zone, it's just a battle to get into the net, get into that tight slot area to, to win. You know, you're going to be wrestling Sergachev. You're going to be wrestling Hedman. You're going to have to find a way to get through those bodies for the, to get to those pucks. But this is a series that you look at those top two lines and there's no reason to think that if, if you get an odd man rush one way, you better not miss the net or leave a long rebound going the other way because that's when you'll see maybe the track meet open up. And I do think you'll see times where it'll evolve. But, you know, the, the cornerstone of being a Stanley Cup champ is being able to play and win battles along the boards inside your zone to make sure the puck gets out and maybe catches a guy pinching on you that you can get an odd man rush or win those battles in the offensive zone along the boards to keep a cycle alive. I mean, that, that's playoff hockey where those little in the trenches and the one-on-one battles are where I, I think camp has always been good at that, and that's been one of the things that has allowed them to be so successful. And that's one area where, you know, the Leafs have really improved on. They've got great sticks. They can turn pucks over defensively that then quickly can go into offense. And I think that'll play a big part in, in how this series goes. A little over three and a half hours, we get puck drop. You and Chris have a great run and uh, looking forward to uh, you in our homes tonight, Simmer. Thanks for All doing right. this. Thanks, guys. Take care. Enjoy. Thanks, Simmer. Appreciate it. Craig Simpson, Hockey Night in Canada. I got to tell you, there were some people wincing at the answer he gave me when yeah, I was me. like, <laughs> I was like, you know, do you think this team can turn it on? They've been saying there's nothing to play for. And he's like, I do. Yeah. I was like, oh. He's like, yeah. How about this exact perfect parallel? Yeah. How about this time I've lived through that and we did it? And we won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's also <laughs> playing with some of the best players in the game. And yeah. Point, Edmund, Kucherov, Stamkos will go down as this generation's Yeah, three or four players, Hall of Famers there. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, there are parallels. And that's why you don't, don't be dumb. Don't, don't write these guys off until you see it yeah. to believe it. Uh, I am feeling progressively more sick as the show goes on. <laughs> just gotta get. I just gotta see it on the ice. I have to see and Again, feel. Every the way champion the goes down, guys. At some yeah, point, yeah. sure. Father so, time is undefeated. Come on. Yeah, cheer up, Sammy. Uh, yeah, I'll be. I'll, I'll be excited. I just. Just so much leading up to this, boys. The extra half hour on puck drop tonight Horrible. feels particularly cruel. Just. Drop it at seven. <laughs> right. Get it over. Drop with. it now. Like, let's go. It, Afternoon. It's games. like uh, it's like your wife saying, "Yeah, we'll talk when you get home about some like spat or something." It's like, we so, talk about it now. <laughs> just get this over. Rip the bandaid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never been there before. Um, <laughs> no, I, I really, really hoping for an electric crowd tonight. I think this team has been excellent all year. They're a likable team in terms of they can play with some physicality. They score. The stars are growing up. Ryan O'Reilly, Sammy, they love. Listen. I'm hoping for an electric crowd. The stage is set for the Leafs. Raptors out. 
Jays can't pitch. <laughs> they right? also just took two of three from the team with the best start in the history of baseball. What was the score last night? Oh, I don't know. Was there Not baseball on last night? <laughs> no, com- no comments or questions on the Blue Jays last like night. Like I said, the stage is set. Yes. Runway's clear. Team. Land the plane. This, like, listen, this could be a really, really fun spring for the Toronto Maple Leafs. If they, the first round is such a huge mental hurdle. I truly believe if they get past the first round, the sky is the limit. And I even include Boston in that. You know, uh, I forget who told me this once, and it, it may have been Kyle Dubas himself, I think, who talked about how nervousness is worse the farther you get from being able to control it. So for player, oh, no doubt. you're a little bit nervous, but then you get out there and you can play. You can affect the play. You're in the moment. It's not as bad. A coach... You can at least affect the lines, a little more nervousness, whatever. Yeah. A general manager, you can't do anything. You're helpless. Well, and worst of all is the fans who just can't control a damn thing well, but listen, live and die we, by we, it. We know, we know starting tonight, Hockey Night in Canada will take shots at maybe Brendan or Kyle. Every chance, like Body language just says everything. Oh, they're right? going to be on camera tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Prepare for your close-up. They'll probably scream at the producers and get calls. Don't show us so much or yeah. show us once or whatever. But pictures are worth a thousand words. We need a failed coaches challenge by Sheldon at one, one point and then a Zoom on Dubis pa- on and potty Shani. Mouth, on potty mouth Dubis <laughs> cussing out. Shani and, uh, yeah. and Dubis, are they going to be in the same box tonight, fellas? <laughs> no, they, they split up um, early yeah. a, a while ago. Maybe they'll reunite for playoffs. Reunited. No, he'll be yeah. sitting by Spencer. Reunited <laughs> and it feels so good. Yeah, you know when they're reunited? <laughs> After they clinch. Wins, yes. wins, win, wins. Win, baby, just bezel. win. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Wendell Clark, Toronto Maple Leaf legend, will help us. Ramp it up after the break. Real Kipper and Born after these words. Get smarter when you listen to Hockey Talk, the Hockey PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right, as promised, Maple Leaf legend Wendell Clark joins us now. Hey, Clarkie, I, I know you've got ready for these type of games almost 100 times in your career, and, and now, you know, we know you bleed blue and white. Are, are the jitters still there after all these years? Uh, I don't think I don't think I got the same jitters, but uh, this is the, as you know, as an ex-player, this is the time of the year that you miss. Let's get uh, your feeling about this series heading into it. Obviously, we know the history of uh, past years. How are you feeling about this year's Toronto Maple Leafs against this year's Lightning? Um, I'm probably more confident this year than any other year. I think we've got a deeper team. Uh, we can play different levels uh, of the game. And we prove we can score uh, and win one goal games versus just uh, 6-5 all the time. You know, Clarkie, um it's so imperative that, you know, you pick and choose when to be engaged, when to disengage either scrums or one-on-ones. And, you know, I mean, I, I think about a guy like Michael Bunting who, who likes to play on the edge. And, you know, how do you, how do you pick your spots? Um, but, you know, 
when you watch a guy like Mike, Michael Bunty, where is that fine line for you uh, watching him? Well, I think he's had to be a great energy guy. He's going to be in the middle of everything. And the first game of every series and a little bit into the second game, there's a lot of players crossing the line trying to figure out where the line is. There's going to be penalties, as we watched last night, that players took. But they're just it, it's just so much energy uh, in that first playoff game and until the teams settle, settle in and play. Well, and as they try to find that, a crucial thing this year we know is going to be the Stars having a lot of success. Um, you know, do you th- what would you think the Stars could take away, Matthews and Marner in particular, from previous playoff years heading into this one where we kind of know they're going to need to come through uh, even more than they have in the past where it's been okay? Well, I think you have to be patient. I think they have to know that they're good, but they have to play well on their own end and the whole game and not go out of their way to play defensive, but just if it's a 0-0 and 1-1 game going into the third, don't think you have to open it up and win it the first shift of the third period and give up a three-on-two or two-on-one the other way. It's something just rely that uh, the team is going to be better than the other team and your big guys will have given enough chances by the end of the series. will win it. We're talking to Wendell Clark, Toronto Maple Leaf legend. Uh, Clarky, just the commitment at the trade deadline and the players that they brought in uh, more straight line players. We knew you could always score, but we always knew that you could uh, finish a check. But what has it meant to the Leafs, uh, particularly uh, players like uh, Achari and, and Lafferty? Well, I think they added a little. We're a little heavy in the heavier in the lineup. Is in those guys finish their checks. They're hard to play against. It may not look like much of a hit sometimes when they're hitting you, but they both are heavy guys, and and the other team feels it when they're forechecking, and that adds a lot to your team. It might be only ten minutes or twelve minutes a game, but it's a, it's something that's really needed. And and a lot of times those are the players by the end of the series. Uh, have got the important goal or the important shift. And I think uh, adding the players we did and not more skill was a, was a good thing. We had Brad May on yesterday and he talked about the big goal he scored and Ray Bork talking about how he thought that May would dump it in the corner and try to hit him again. He had just basically worn him down over the series. You know, is it worth making that a priority for a team that that hasn't been their game? Like the Maple Leafs, I think, have, uh, as you guys mentioned, added some element of that. But is it still something in game one or two that the Leafs should say, OK, this is going to be part of what we want to do in the first night? Well, I think you want to finish the guys we got. I'm hoping they don't start playing like the guys we already have. Yeah. So uh, we already have the skill and finesse and dipsy doodle and are some of the best in the league. Uh, what we needed is what we got in sandpaper and, and play the other part of the game because it's uh, the one thing about the hockey game, it's not one dimensional and one way is going to win. You need all the players playing their role, whether it's the five minute guy or the 22 minute guy. Uh, it, you never know which one's going to be most important any given night, but you need it. You need them all if your team's going to win. Clarky, a lot of Leaf fans still remember in the 90s uh, yourself. Uh, uh, Dougie Gilmore, Andrew Chuck leading the way. Uh, and just take us back in terms of what you felt, how much pressure uh, you put upon yourself to carry the team in terms of that leadership role and what Austin Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander might be feeling uh, this afternoon going into game one. 
Uh, well, they're feeling that they want to get off to a fast start, but I think they have to realize they have to stay calm and and wait and see how it all plays out. But they're going to want to, you know, lead. They've been there. They've they've been there four or five years now and, and lost the first round. So they want to make the next step, and they realize the team's better around them, and they're more mature and better players as well. So it's it's just go out and, and throw everything at it every game. You're... You break the game down. If you're a 15-minute player, you, you think of how easy and how good the game is. It, every every 48 hours, you work for 15 minutes. So you can definitely try as hard as you can. So what would you think it would do? I know it would be unbelievable for this city, but you you know play a huge role um, you know with the Toronto Maple Leafs still to this day. And there's so so much doubt out there, isn't there? Like, this is a very good team. You know, would a round get people feeling things in a different way in this city? Do you think that would be enough this season? Well, no, I think we were looking uh, farther than that, just be five years of being a very good team. And yeah. I think I think the confidence is the players. If they get through the first round, then they're the ones, okay, we know how to do this. We've been here. We've done it now. And you're going to see the confidence in them. And then the fans, they'll just, they're always there. We don't have to worry about the fans. We have the best ones in the in the game. So they're always there. It's just the players that if they can figure out how to do it, they will have the biggest learning curve or, or obstacle that they have to face is winning the first round. We need a, we need a moment where uh, you take on a Marty McSorley. That's what we, I, I think I'm looking <laughs> forward to. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an accidentally on purpose run the goalie thing we can't have that <laughs> <laughs> no skill 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 now Clarky. hey enjoy the series man we know you're going to be busy tonight at the at the uh scotia bank arena but uh also uh enjoy every moment pal thanks for doing this do. thanks guys all the best all right Thank Wendell you. clark oh my god you remember that you know what i don't remember that okay. honestly i don't is it really like, oh, yeah, Google it. Just, Wendell uh, McSorley? Yeah, Marty and, and Wendell. Yeah, after Gilmore, right? Yeah, he yeah. took, uh, Marty took the biggest run at uh, uh, Killer. Yeah. And oh, yes, did yes, not yes, yes. Hesitate. Yeah. Um, and the roof just lifted. So there's a YouTube video. Um, oh. Oh, my God. Oh, come the on. first three hits me sorely with. What are you, been under a rock? Well, I have seen it. Yeah, oh. you've seen it. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> so it's there's a YouTube video that if any Leaf fan listening to this uh, right now, after our show, clearly you don't want to leave our show, but it's called All Heart, and it's set to uh, Hero of the Day by Metallica. It's about a five-minute <laughs> yes. long video of just Wendell Clark being a total badass. It okay. is Hi, hey. I couldn't recommend it high enough. Walking downtown with his jean jacket and yes. a toothpick in his mouth. Yes, yes. <laughs> Buddy, he looks like he could just crush you with, your, with his eyes. Oh, yeah. So the thing that um, Derek said to me while we had him on the phone with about his fights is like, he hit first. <laughs> oh, he's, he did he got in there first. Second? Yeah. He, he hit first. Hey. And second and third. Yes. There's a couple of clips in there that just, if they happened today, there would be a referendum. <laughs> Are you ready to call Eric? Get yeah, on. let's get, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll touch base on uh, Eric. Yeah, uh, you're, you're allowed to throw the first punch. Yes. You know? Now, 
we don't see much of it, but we are seeing some very big hits Yeah, last night. Yeah, we haven't got to that yet. No, we have not. Matt Dumbo. So the Minnesota Wild, maybe the less talented team between them and Dallas. I love the idea that they were like, we have an idea how to win. Big hits, physical play, brought them into the alley. Bill Guerin on our show said they were not afraid to play in the alley. Got her done. Um, I don't know if we're going to get Eric, uh, see if Sammy uh, can find us, uh, Eric uh, Erlinson who is with uh, Tampa Bay. We'll just get his quick thoughts on Tampa's expectations. I got to think. Eric, let's welcome you in now. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Just want to get your quick thoughts on the anticipation and just really the expectations, Eric, in terms of the rest of the hockey world. We're all sitting back saying, okay, is this the spring that Tampa Bay runs out of gas? And from your side, your perspective of following them all season long, you sell, do you tell me yes or no? Uh, it, it's, a, it's a concern. There's no doubt. I mean, you've been to three straight Stanley Cup finals as an extra 80, 90 playoff games, intense playoff games that they've played. At, at some point, you have to wonder about uh, how much they have left in the tank. And, but, you know, those questions were there last year, and they forced their way through that first-round series against Toronto, and came two games short of uh, winning the Stanley Cup championship for a third straight year. But I think as you kind of sit back and you look at the way things are this season, the Leafs are a better team. The Lightning are not as deep as they have been, certainly on defense. There's no Ryan McDonough. Uh, I think there's a lot of factors that point towards Toronto's favor in this series, except for the fact that Toronto has to battle themselves here too. So set the scene for us in Tampa Bay. What's the lineup look like for tonight? Are they going to be sneaky and fit in Tanner Janot on us? Uh, what, what are we dealing with here? Uh, you're not going to see Tanner Janot. Uh, it, it, the fact that he hasn't been ruled out for game two, I think, is uh, pretty incredible considering what it looked like a pretty bad injury last week. But uh, he will not be in there tonight. It looks as if they're going to go 11-7. and seven. It, it seems that Pat Maroon and and Hayden Fleury will be the two healthy scratches wow. uh, based on what was taking place this morning, which means they would go 11-7. and seven. So Zach Lagosian looks like he's going to draw draw in as uh, that seventh defenseman. And, you know, you give uh, extra shifts to Nikita Kucherov or Braden Point, uh, two or three extra shifts per game. You know, who knows where that can go. Eric, just in terms of Vasilevsky, everybody has him as the X factor, um, that no matter what, they always have this guy is. Uh, a proven uh, goaltender in, in modern-day history. Yet, were there times when, I, I, I dare say it, but maybe the team didn't have the most confidence in him since January moving on, that he actually looked human? He looked human a lot of ways because of how the team played in front of him. Yeah, there were a few games where he gave up seven, and we're not used to seeing this team, and specifically Vasilevsky, not give up seven goals in a game. But when you look at the areas where some of those goals are coming from, his team didn't help him out. Yeah, then you look at, uh, you know, I had a game in Detroit where he looked superhuman, 45 saves and just multiple grade-A stops that he made. You know, the, the shutout he had against Carolina, the shutout against the Islanders, he has that there. And I think with the experience and everything else that he has, he knows the level of intensity and focus he has to be in to give his team a chance to win. Now his team has to help him out. Don't be giving Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews and Willie Nylander 
those grade-A chances from the slot and the hash marks because that's going to make it a long night for you. Uh, if he can see the puck, there's a good chance he's going to stop it. So I think it's more on the Lightning's defensive scheme and the way they try and keep those uh, shots to the outside rather than the inner slot area. That's going to be the key because if, if Vazzy can see it, he's going to stop it. So what do you make of our assessment here? So we played a bunch of John Cooper clips earlier today, and we played a little Steven Stamkos, and, you know, Coop's kind of giving it the ho-hum. You know, we were maybe a little tired. We didn't have incentive. We had nothing to play for. You know, we're, we're trying to figure out the tone and where the coach is at with this team. You can probably give us a better perspective of how you think Cooper feels about the team right now. Um. You think he's trying to lay some groundwork here to try and... Oh, not Cooper. You would never think of that. No. (laughs) Not a chance a head coach is going to do that, uh, especially (laughs) not one as savvy as John Cooper. Yeah. Um, Look, there is a a confidence and a swagger that this team has. Has it taken a dent this year? For sure. Since the All-Star break, they're an under-500 team, and everybody looks at that and goes, oh, well, they're they're on decline. But they don't feel that in the room, right? You, You see some of the stretches they have had when they have turned up their intensity and their focus and, and everything that they know they're going to have to have in this series, they look like a team that could do it. Now, they weren't consistently doing it from February on. They have to obviously be at the top of their level to have a chance to win this series. Uh, so, yeah, he's trying to lay that out there for Toronto to hear and listen to and say, oh, my team is tired. I don't know, we, I don't know if we can get through it. Look how much better this Leafs team is. But at the heart of the day, You've got Vasilevsky, you've got Victor Hedman, you've got Mikhail Sergeyev, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Santos. They have enough players that have been there, done that, and understand how to do it to to at least make this a good series and and potentially push them to the second round again. A good series indeed. Eric, uh, thanks for doing this, and uh, appreciate your time, and we'll catch up soon, okay? All right, sounds good, boys. Be well. Thanks so much. Erlinson, Tampa Bay Lightning writer for, uh, oh, what, 20-plus years Working at uh, lightninginsider.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, everybody believes that there's a switch. I know now, they do. I just don't know if they're going to hit it or not. The switch. The mythical switch. Yeah, I mean, gosh, how do you doubt them? All these, you know, all these smart hockey people see it. We're just, feel it. I have to say, there's just so many eggshells being walked on around this team with Tampa. Yeah. They have stunk for two months. They were low 500 since February. Yeah. The Leafs are big favorites, and they should be, and they should beat them. The only reason they should lose this series is ghosts. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> no. That's no, he's, it. No. Right. He's right. How no, is he not right? Listen, They've uh, stunk out loud. Listen, and we, if, we're if walking we on eggshells. You know, losing to Montreal. They had a 3-1 lead in that series, and ghosts ago. took over. The only way the True. Leafs lose is if they just hand it to them on a platter. And, and they not, have been presenting I, some nice charcuterie I, I, boards. I, I, I said that with Montreal. Yes. That they have to hand it to them on a platter, and they did. I, you don't hand Stamkos and no. Point platters. No, they went into your fridge and made yes, their own platter. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're making a <laughs> exactly. prosciutto sandwich. <laughs> yes. I just... Correct. The Leafs are in a very good position to win this series. Are we? Who's capable of a Matt Dumba hit in this series? Luke Shen, uh, McCabe. You know, Sergeyev? McCabe's always out there sniffing around for something. Yeah, Sergachev's a good pick. Didn't he? He smoked Tavares I, last time they played. I really do feel like McCabe is going to 
lay a serious changer at some point. I'm a little worried he's going to be overexcited and run out, of, uh, run out of position there, looking there, for one. There's times when he step, he's over-aggressive for me in the neutral zone. Yeah, for sure. We could definitely get a horned-up Jake McCabe tonight. Yeah, and, you know, who could blame him? But that's on the team to recognize that. I think it's really good, by the way, to have a guy who's like a sled dog that you have to rein in rather than a guy you got to poke with a stick to get motivated. He's He's a sled dog. Okay. We all saw the hit. Matt Dumba on Joe, little Joe Pavelski. I'm not asking you if you thought like it was clean or dirty. Good. I'm asking you, uh, what did you think of the hit? Yeah. And, and, and its place in today's game. Let's start there. I thought. I, uh, let me just yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are people that. Regardless, clean or not clean, they don't like it anymore. Right. And we're hearing more of those voices. And, of course, social media runs crazy. And it does hits like that still have a place in your NHL today? Yes. I thought no better place than game one of a series. So I don't think it's a good hit, a clean hit, a great, you know, like I'm not defending that it's a virtuous hit. I'm saying that. I'm the coach of the Minnesota Wild, and we want to beat the Dallas Stars. That's one of their most effective people. I think it's borderline whether it's legal or not. Game one, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with our guys saying it's not going to be fun to get the puck. What, 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 uh, see, uh, to me, it's black and white. Either it's an illegal hit, it crossed the line, it was late, it was a headshot, or it's a good hit. There's no borderline. It's either good or no good. Nah, I don't agree with that. Okay, where? Where is it borderline for you? Well, you know, he's going up into a hit, yeah. but he gets shoulder. So technically, it's not a headshot. It's it's late. Pavelski has moved the puck, no, but I think it's within late, a steamboat. But it's not late. Not by it's the not rule considered book. considered late. Not by the rule book. It's probably within a whatever so if it is. It's not, if it's not by the rule book, then it's not late. But if everything is on the cusp of legal, it's legal, but it's pretty close to not legal. So, I think that's borderline. Sammy? Loved it. Like, I I mean, I know I hope Joe Pavelski's okay, or whatever, but, like, it's a war. It's a playoff series. Like, you're trying to win the Stanley Cup. You have a chance to put a lick on one of their best players or one of their leaders, and he admires his pass. And he, the reality is intimidation is still a part of, of NHL hockey. Yes. I Nick knows that. Nick's career was involved in that. I've been on the other side of it where I've been like, God, I don't want to get that puck this shift. You know, it's, it affects how people play. 100%. And the, the one thing that stands out to me this time of year is like those hits. Those hits are, are you're, you're focused on those type of hits way more now than you are in the regular season. I don't think our, our biggest thing that, I, that stood out to me again last night is that we have two products that we sell. We sell the regular season yeah. and then we sell real hockey. 100%. And this is real hockey now. Yep. I think guys are more apt to get hurt now because 82 ga- games just does not condition you. To look for that. To, for that hit. Yeah. You're like, no one and, hits And me, guys right? are now looking for that hit. Yeah. And the difference between, the, again, the regular season is I am now trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to separate you from the puck. I am trying to hurt you. Matt Dumba not injured, went you, but hurt into you. that yeah. and said, I, 
I prefer you not playing the rest of the game with this hit. That'd be better. Be better if you be didn't better play for us. us. Yeah. You're a good player. If I can get you out of this game with a legal check, I will do it all day long. Legal. Yes. You're allowed to hit hard still in the NHL. That is legal. Hitting really hard yeah. is legal. And I'm watching it throughout the series. Uh, whatever I watched, I'm watching guys. Marcus Foligno. Like, that guy's going out there, and he's trying to hurt you when he hits you. And you see Robertson after Foligno yes. hit him, get to the bench, be like, oh, be like, what are you hitting? Well, this didn't happen to me yeah. during 82 games. <laughs> no, and where's this hit from? And I'm yeah. not used to this. Yeah. Yeah, it's that team... You does could, not seem like a whole lot of fun to play against. You could Hartman, sell me on the Felino, idea. Dumba, yeah, like yeah. They're just Hartman's. You could sell me that the NHL could push a product like the NFL where they played once a week or something like that, and you get this playoff energy Listen, each week at hey, that pace, not, intensity. Not 20 games off the schedule, and we got a, we got a much better chance of, of, of getting looking, playoff type of, of looking like this type of hockey yeah. to make the playoffs yeah. over 32 teams and only 16 make it go to 60 games and watch them play a lot harder well and it's insane that like try to mirror the nba schedule you know how much more physical hockey is than basketball i know Listen, basketball is physical it ain't the same they're not dumb these guys they know they cannot sustain that we have more three games in four nights than I can ever remember playing myself. Tampa Bay didn't have two days off in a row for five weeks. We have oh we have uh, all-star breaks where guys get a week off and disappear. And all you do is uh, shrink the, the schedule. And the guys are like, I'm not playing hard all the time. I can't. Well, I physically can't. Yeah. Sometimes you choose not to hit someone. Of course. It's not even the being hit. It's what? like I just. You're not choosing that game no, one no. of the Stanley Cup no. playoffs. It's like playing in the NHL games. You're just mashing the hit button every time you get a chance. Just yeah. hit, hit, hit. Yeah. So, you know, that's a tough pill for people to swallow today, thinking that that guy's out there to hurt you. And, yeah, it's yeah. true. Well, it's, it's not like true. in the NFL that, you know, uh, guys, you know, safety trying to hit a receiver is not trying to put a lick on him to make sure like, the next time the ball's coming on. his way, he's looking over his shoulder. I'm trying to separate your shoulder. I'm trying to, you know... Legally, yes, I have to take that gamble. It cost me a lot of money if it's not if it's not done right, right. And yeah, Pavelski w- was vulnerable, mm. and I don't think he expected Dumba to come in. And maybe you didn't even see him. I saw someone wrote. I just saw the headline, uh, oh. and ahead, it, essentially it was: if that hit is legal and it may be legal, then we need to rethink the rule book. Yeah, says who? Well, that was this yeah, opinion like, like, that I like, saw. Yeah. By somebody who has no skin in the game. Yeah, okay, pal, because you get to write about it, you're going to come in and change 100 years of the history because you say so. I don't think so. You know f- what fans like? That. Some of that element. Fans who watch UFC and MMA and NFL, you know, like they like hyper competition. People going to war yeah. over a puck. Yeah. They like it. You know what I'd be afraid of? Any time I was on the ice with Jacob Truba during the playoffs, if I'm a... New oh, you think he's going to be hunting like, old, oh like, my God. Jack Hughes oh tonight my God. and Jesper Bratt? Nightmare. I, that's a nightmare. Like, and that's before you've even stepped on the ice, you have an advantage yeah. because you know he's looking for you. It's like, hey, boys, on zone entries, don't do it. Just don't, don't bother. Don't enter. Just <laughs> see the right side of the ice? You can try the left. And yeah. Listen, I mean, I'm, again, I'm watching last night, and like I said... 
there's a lot of guys that played 82 games and they're like, I'm not comfortable with this. A lot of young guys who grew up this not is, really hitting as this much. This is not, uh, you know, I, and it changes their game and it makes them a little bit more apprehensive and maybe they're not going to go race as hard to, to get a puck. Yeah. And maybe they're snap their fingers and blink and they're down 3-1 in the series. Yeah. For sure. I, on the other hand, if you are a team that's solely focused on that, on hitting, on physical play, on intimidation, while the other team plays hockey around you, you can get burned, right? And that's what we're talking about McCabe, the worry of running around and missing yeah. a hit. Or Truba even hunting and all of a sudden he's out of yeah. position. So, But they're, they're guys that have done it maybe over years yeah. and have the experience to pick their spots, pick their spots, know when to do it, when to back off. Yeah. And then there's others that just, uh, just never were comfortable with it. But if you want to stay in the lineup for the Toronto Maple Leafs with Matthew Nyes, who is knocking on the door to get in the lineup. Yeah. Zach Aston Reese better be running into people and Sam Lafferty better be running into people and Nola Chari too. You know, that's what those guys, you know, no one's going to ask Mitch Marner to do it for a reason. It's yeah. not his job. Yeah. But and it's I someone's. And, and listen, they're, they're not, uh, I don't know if they have the capabilities of a big hit like that, but, you know, the, it's it's the constant hitting that yeah. maybe doesn't show up in game one, two, and three, but now you're into four, five, and six. And Just it's have like, their D-Russia play. I don't want to get hammering a boulder, right? Yeah. Doesn't look like you're doing anything. And then game six, it splits open. Yeah. Any other uh, big takeaways from last night, fellas? Well, uh, Oilers. Oilers. 3-1. That 11 bag. minutes to go. You you put teams away. Connor yeah. McDavid on a two-on-one with Leon Dreisaitl with 10, 12 minutes left, maybe something like that. And... Uh, Gavrikov, their addition, breaks it up, pokes it the other way. Kempe goes down the ace and shoots it in. That's 3-0 to 2-1. Pretty big swing. Huge play by Gavrikov there. Great backhand by Kempe. Maybe you want to save? Yeah. No, no. Great backhand. uh, Stop that. Yeah? Yeah. I know he got a lot on it, but come on. it's uh, The other one, too, from Kempe. Just shot it right past him. Kempe's got a shot, boy. Listen, he's... uh, he is a legit game breaker, but nobody knows it because he plays out west. Yeah, forty-one goals you said this year, not too shabby. So, and come on, you got to mention Kopitar and Philip Deneau too, are going up against Connor. Yeah, and Connor had that one dynamic rush, but outside of that, those guys did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're he right. almost scored the goal. Of the playoffs already, yeah. when he got that that hold, Mikey Anderson put it, yeah, put him on the on his hip. But man, do we want to talk about uh, how it fell apart for the Oilers? So here's my thought, quick, which is just in past years of the Leafs, we have seen their inexperienced players cost them. We've I don't need to go through the whole Galchenyuk or Dermot or whatever, whoever you think the to blame is. But last night, Vinny Deharnay takes a bad penalty. Uh, Bouchard What'd takes a bad penalty? penalty. He was. Bouchard? Vicious on the official, Dernay. Oh, Dernay. Yeah. yeah, well, listen. The trip, right? Yeah. The, the accidentally, I, I swung my stick over. Yeah, I but, think it's a penalty. 
I mean, that's just him taking out his incredible embarrassment for taking a penalty in overtime on somebody else. Yeah. Right? Like, that's why he was... So your young guys make a couple of blunders. I even thought the Kempe uh, second goal, Bouchard kind of let him go a little bit, you know, gave him some space off a face-off. They're young guys. You know, we said about the Oilers, only weak spots are we're not sure about D-depth and goaltending. It did catch them last night. Yeah, Nurse and CC uh, on the game-tying goal... A nurse, just hold your spot. You got Kopitar standing in the middle and just started fading off the left post. And he left. wanted to know after he shot it, right? Yes. And it's just, you got a goalie there, but you do not. Stay home. Do not leave the area. I'm not saying that you need body, perfect body positioning to box out a guy like Kopitar. Got to be able to get a stick. But give yourself a chance. Yeah. And you didn't because you bailed out the most important space of the play. Yeah. I know Oilers fans are pissy about the power play situation. The Oilers get the five on three. They score. They go up two nothing. I don't think they get another one. One Kings for three. One for three. Kings go, you know, whatever, two for six. Pretty big swing in yeah. the power play opportunity. So Oilers fans and not real pleased about why that. Why are you so pissy? You know, and I'm the first one to admit. I can tell was, you. Wasn't thrilled about uh, Corpusello in L.A.? What about him? Oh, yeah, but, but he's been yeah. good, yeah. And Leaf fans can remember him in the bubble, right? Along yeah. with uh, Elvis. Yeah. But shades of Corpusalo being pretty good. Bubble jackets, Corpusalo. Yes. Yeah. He was, he was, he gave them a chance. He was good. Sure. He was good enough. Yeah. Yeah, the Oilers were, were pretty good, but that was the recipe for the Kings. Take, one gave it away. And- one pause, two positives for uh, Oilers. Dry sidles. Good. Oh My yeah! God, what Holy. a force he is. And, yeah. and that Bouchard, like you said, God, he has a bomb. Yeah, he that, does. He's that an offensive wrist, dynamo. That wrister on the power play that he scored yeah. was just a hellacious snipe. It was so that nice. Philip Deneau. Everybody was like, "He's not worth five million in Montreal." Yeah. It's a bad take. He is worth <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. He's, bad take. He's not twenty five last. He's year. not Patrice Bergeron. He's not as good, flat out, right? We no, know that. No, but he's PBL. But he is Patrice Bergeron? He is right. Yes, he's right there. <laughs> he is PBL, not PBR. Man, he's a good player <laughs> oh, yeah. too. Yeah, I like the Kings, man. I've I've said it all year that I like the Kings. They're going to be a top. What do you have? One, four points, goal and three assists. That yeah. good? Not bad. Including the tying goal with not bad. Twenty seconds left. Yeah. In on the road. Okay. Honorable mention to the Florida Panthers last night, who threw the kitchen Played sink hard. at the Played Boston really Bruins. Hard. I don't imagine them playing harder or playing better, but just not deep enough to go against Boston. When you are trying to upset a team that is better than you. Your goalie cannot let a puck in from the top of the circles oh on a weak God. wrister that might have been going wide. You just, you can't. Flutter puck? Yeah, you yeah. can't take one of those yeah. on the chin and survive. No. It's too much. That Marchand goal is too much. That's the difference between maybe Florida going into overtime yeah. and losing the game. Yeah, if it's 2-1, you're hanging around, get that late push instead of just kind of a 3-1 there, there run the one, clock out. There was one shift late where I'm watching Gudis out on the ice. Yeah. Oh, my, he cannot move. Really? It'll just... God, I wanted him for the Leafs once upon a time. all around him. Yeah. And um, that, that was my moment where it's like, yeah, you guys don't have a chance against Boston. The Bertuzzi play to Pasternak was like, oh, man, Bertuzzi's just another yeah. element for them. That and was just a super nice play. For those of you that maybe have felt like maybe Allmark could have some jitters going into the playoffs, big stage, just 
seamless in Solid. game one. Because Florida, that's they played excellent. Yes. They threw the kitchen sink and at Allmark. Allmark looked like he did in November, in February, and now in April. Yeah. Just steady. Yeah. Felt felt like a lot of Mark Stahl, too, for the for the They just don't game. have options, man. That's what it is. Mark it's Mahura then if you don't want Stahl or Gudis. So much. It's like holy. Yeah, any uh any mention of your island uh, islanders? I didn't watch a lot. That, they just can't create a lick. Kip. I, I got to be honest with you, boys. That series is going to be at the bottom of my viewing pleasures. Two to one. Yeah. They can't create anything. The, the The Carolina Hurricanes are like the best defensive team in the league, them mm-hmm. and the Kings, and the Isles are weak offensively. They just couldn't get to the inside. No real I, chances. I do love that two guys with the exact same name are playing each other. <laughs> the Ajos. Sebastian Ajo versus Sebastian Ajo yes. is hilarious. It is fun. But, no, the Isles just got to find a way to score goals. The, the, the Carolina's goaltending, they gave up one absolute muffin. Yeah. Um, they just got to find a way to create something somehow. Matt Barzell, first game back in a long time, so you could justify a off night. I know his coach said good things made, about him. He made that Tough one. Night. He made a pass on that late power play they had where it was just, just a stick in the lane. It was an he, easy get it back into the opposite corner. He yeah. tries like a backhand sauce across. It's just yeah. gone. Not Anyways. a whole ton there. Okay. Quickly, don't, love, don't love him. Let's move honest. to tonight. Rangers against Jersey. Speed versus size. Yeah. What do you like? I'm, I got the Rangers in this series. Um, you know, it's an experience thing for me. The Rangers just did this. I love that third line of theirs, the kid line, you know, and then uh, the, the additions are significant. They got guys who can defend. Yeah, I'll take, I'll go with the Rangers too. And Jersey's good. Like this would be a good yeah. series. Rangers and seven for me. That'll be a, that would be a throw ride. Okay. Um, what a coincidence that Mark Stone is ready for wow. game I just, one. The timing, Miracle. the luck for Vegas here, the luck. Who would have thought? I well, just, you know, luck of the Irish, I guess. Re, uh, if he's... Anywhere near as as good as he normally is, yeah. what a boost yeah. for Vegas. Rematch of the series where the Jets looked poised to go to the Stanley Cup final and the uh, Golden Knights stole it from them in their first year when uh, Marc-Andre Fleury got red hot. Yeah. What about Hellebuck here? Can he not steal the series here well, for Winnipeg? You know, Ehlers and, you know, they got guys who can shoot it in the net. Connor, they got guys who can score. They got a great goalie. So they got the pieces they needed for, for an upset. But I'm all over Vegas in this one, I'll be honest. I'm Vegas is solid all the way through. They got all their pieces. They're D. Pet was it Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, White Cloud, Hag. Like they're just they're really good on the back end. I'm zagging. Yeah, you going Jets? I'm gonna go Jets in seven. Okay. Zag it up. How many games does Seattle win? None. Oh, I don't think. See, I don't think Colorado's that great, and Seattle's annoying. Oh, no Landis Cog. It's guys. big. No, no Landis Cog. No. Okay, they'll win. Okay, they'll win one. Yeah. One. One. Seattle. Uh, yeah, Seattle. Five. Uh, uh, yeah, Abs in five. McKinnon is just like he's Drysital. He's a goddamn force. More angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. a, he is a menace. Ranton and scored 50 for them this year. You know, behind them, Nachushkin's good. They're good. They're There's Taves, really McCarr, Gerard. No, Manson. They, they can do it. So, yeah, I think they'll get through Seattle. Call, I'm going to call it six. Give them the squids a couple. How nice yeah. Yeah, courtesy couple, eh? Yeah, nice. Hey, they need HRR. Hockey-related revenue. <laughs> Since Seattle brings yeah. it. Well, they, yeah, they There's charge. another game tonight, too, right? Oh, is there? There is. Oh, game one, Toronto boy. Maple Leafs, Tampa Bay Lightning. Give me a score. 4-2 Leafs. 
regulation win, huh? I think it goes to empty, overtime tonight. Empty netter. I'll do three two overtime. Overtime. I was Who gets gonna... it? Give me an overtime. Achari. Oh my god. A greaser. I a total greaser. I was I said I was gonna say three two in overtime exactly for the Toronto Maple Leafs. All three of us pick and lease. I'll switch up the juju. Uh four one lightning win. <laughs> <laughs> you're my favorite. You can't have everybody. You're the best the part leaves. of the show. You're just protecting your feelings. I mean, you're, uh, <laughs> you are. Because we can come in here tomorrow. You I told you it yes. happened. Yes. The Leafs are the surreal. I, listen, I just, we can't all pick the Leafs to win the first game. Listen, we all pick them to win the damn series. They got to win sometimes. Yeah. So if, right. if my prediction's right, they're going to lose tonight and win four in a row. You should bet that. Yeah. Old bet 365 probably pays Seven, nicely. Just on go that. home between now and 730 puck drop. Deep breaths. Home in with the good. My son does out five finger breaths. With the bad. In, out. In, out. You'll be fine, Sammy. Okay. <laughs> Who's on the show? I don't know. Just Wendell, Wendell Clark? Simmer, Wendell, Wendell Clark. Simmer. Eric, Eric Linson. Eric. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Enjoy the game tonight. We're back tomorrow. Will Kipper and Bourne. We're just getting started.